Geek Shock. Geek Shock. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. I know what to do when I'm about to poo. I go to the potty, pull my underwear down, and then I sit and wait. Sit and wait. Sit and wait until the poop plops down. If, if there were only some way, I know that, uh, you know, tasers aren't always the most effective, depending on there what the person is on, but... You could just set the, set the phasers to well, stun. Exactly. On. If there was some kind of non-lethal, knock them out right away. Well, either are bullets if they're on bath salts. Maybe they should start uh, carrying tranquilizer know. guns. It's you know, you terrible. knock them out. Oh, those things were... First of all, they, they have to you have to work out the uh, dosage for those things. Right. Whatever That's happened true. to bath salts? Yeah. Bath salts. Oh, they're still big. Oh, the, are the, they big? The, the yeah. rock salt loaded guns? No, no. no, 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 no the actual you know, drug. The, the cannibalism drug. Oh, okay. What'd they say the new one is out in California? What Waka? You? No, Flocka. It's called Flocka. Flocka? Not Waka Flocka. Waka Flocka. Yeah, Waka Flocka Flame. <laughs> it's called Wa- Flocka. And yes. and what's that one do to your Shit, death? man. I don't even fucking know. I'm Waka. sure it blows your Blood mind. squirt no, out Flocka. of your eyes. Flocka. Flocka. You like see falafel. A, you see a flock of seagulls as soon as you take it. <laughs> well, that's why it's a California and thing. I and they ran so far away. <laughs> I ran so far away. Oh, and it gives you the hair. <laughs> I got pulled over in Texas yes. when we went to um, Kentucky for Paulette's, uh, my wife, uh, Paulette's aunt's funeral uh, yes. two weeks ago yes and i had my wallet underneath the seat so i was in the driver's seat why, why would you oh, do that you because i was it, it was hurting man it was yeah across yeah, texas yeah, yeah. Man. always put it in the center console <laughs> oh yeah put it so, in the center console <laughs> i was doing 73 and 75 he pulled me over because he thought i was doing 77 you texas law enforcement need to get your guns checked mm. anyways so he goes yeah can i see shot. your license and registration all that so as i'm reaching it dawned on me i'm like i should probably tell him i'm going for my wallet so i'm like yeah i'm just reaching for my wallet sir he goes, yeah, whatever. I'm like, okay. I'm like, but they already <laughs> have their hands on their keep, guns. So. Keep an eye on. Keep an eye on them. I don't want to get dropped here. <laughs> well, you're pretty white, so that's true. you have that oh, going okay. for you. Yeah, and I was in a white Impala too. And and oh, you exude Canadian, so yeah. they could tell. <laughs> There's a Canadian air about you. Okay, it's a waft of Canadian. <laughs> it means fuck it, Texas. That's all. No, I have say. to fumigate this house every time. <laughs> Welcome, folks. It's Geek Shock number eight. No, sorry, 282. Jesus eight, Christ. 800. Whoa, <laughs> leaped into the future. Number eight. Did we make it future. to 800 something? I am going to Wait a minute, Doc. Are you saying we went back to episode eight? <laughs> <laughs> Number eight? I'm Number eight? <laughs> no, Marty, something's got to be done about your episodes. <laughs> <laughs> 282. I am Master Torgo. I'm the famous Paul. 80s Jeff. Fact check Dandy. You even. And you're not even sitting in that. Whoa, mind blown. Flip floppy mat. Yes. And we're to talk weekend geek. Woo. Yeah. I got Jeff on the co pilot seat. Yes. On here on the board. Wait, is he gonna like close shut the door and like crashes into the ground? <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. I'll have Open you the know. podcast. <laughs> Open the goddamn podcast. I'll have you know, humor. <laughs> I have experience with soundboards, so this is nothing entirely new. It's just a matter of learning exactly how he does things. Right. So mm. that uh so that Jeff I don't knows screw it sounding. a certain way. <laughs> the Master Torgo way. Yes. I've got a new job in the works, and it might throw my schedule off kilter, so we're getting ready for possibilities of Jeff taking over the board and somebody else taking over the reading or whatever. Yes. So that's in the future. Hooray. Yeah. 
Yeah. I love change. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you are the purveyor of. <laughs> all, your, all your change lately has been good. So it no, my change about. is good. Yeah. I'm not, yeah, change is good, but yeah. I just, I hate it. <laughs> was it the, the like line in ritual. Wayne's World? He's like, we don't like change. We fear change. Yeah. <laughs> Garth. Mm-hmm. Well, before we go into what we did, uh, Matthew wrote in and asked, did we mention Wolf Cop? Last week or the week no, prior? No, I just saw that on Netflix this week. Okay, yeah. so, so I didn't either. So hey, Matthew, we didn't bring it up, but did I didn't you, watch it. You didn't watch it? Okay, no, did you watch I it? No, I, I didn't. Either. I didn't know anything about it. I read, I read about, about it. Sounds pretty funny. I saw Sounds it like last it's, night. It's a werewolf cop. You saw yeah. it? I saw the, the 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 icon on Netflix, and I'm like, yeah. oh, that's what that guy wrote wrote us about. So what did he I'm say? Like, He's like, see it. Must see to uh, believe. He found out about it somewhere, and he thought it was through us. And he just he, he wanted to put his brain at rest, I guess. Hilarious. To find out where his we were talking about Danger from. Five. He probably looked up Danger Five, and that uh, popped right up too, because uh, Danger Five and Wolf Cop oh, are they uh, close? Well, I, they just they come up on the same search. Okay. Oh, I see. Yeah. So I assume it's a comedy. It's yes. Okay. <laughs> it's in the style of Sergeant Kabuki Man. Okay. Which is uh, I love me some Sergeant Kabuki Man. Right. That's the dumbest. Man, oh, <laughs> it's so good. If you haven't seen Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD, check it out. It's a fine, right. one of those fine trauma features. It right? is. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know? Have you seen it? I've just seen the stills. Seen it's the amazing. They have really no idea what you're Kabuki talking about. Man. You don't know? No, I have no idea what you're talking about. So, I got to write so this down. It's, uh, it's great. He, uh, he ends up imbued with the spirit of a Kabuki master after and, and becomes an Avenger for good. And uh, but he's also a regular cop, and he's a really wacko actor. the The guy who portrays him is really strange. But uh, the whole movie is just out of control, and he's like, "Oh, Sergeant Kabuki Man!" <laughs> he turns into Kabuki Man, <laughs> and it's nuts. Like he he has like kind of a Beetlejuice transformation. Like and oh, the really? makeup all of a sudden comes onto him, and and like he, he keeps his nose colored sometimes and he has weird kabuki shoes or gloves on and right. he's like what why am i still wearing this stuff and the people at the precinct are going what's wrong with you and he's like i'm the old no and he doesn't know and he can fly and what? dude you gotta see sergeant kabuki man what are kabuki shoes i don't even i couldn't my, even my, tell my, you my, my, my like slippers kind of like funky slippers sandals or whatever like the, yeah the no. wood sandals with the two little uh razor, yeah, yeah, yeah. risers yeah uh, little okay. chop blocks like samurai yeah uh-huh you know, it's Troma's, something man troma's got some little treasures out there that one I, is one it's weird i saw a poultry guys not long ago and it, it had its moments where i was just like oh man this is ridiculous <laughs> wait but there were as many moments where i'm just laughing my ass off because it's just it, so ridiculous is there a troma poltergeist too poultry Tree guys. Oh, poultry guys. Uh, <laughs> Not the chicken. Gotcha. It literally, long story short, it's a chicken restaurant. Like they make fried chicken and the chickens come back to life because they're infected with some kind of strange Bird flu. goo. Gotcha. Yeah, a, la, a la trauma films. And they come back to life and start killing the employees. So. Yeah. Like I'll show you chicken. the seven or 11 you secret got to know your <laughs> spices. Topical humor. So what geeky things you do this week, gentlemen? Topical ointment. Um... Wow. I interviewed. I interviewed a state uh, shield agent. Oh, did you? Yeah, I, I didn't think about that till this minute. But yeah, I interviewed uh, the Marvel show that's coming to town. Yes, uh, there's one of the guys Thank in you. the show. I need to get tickets for that. One of the guys yes. in the show is uh, grew up here, and uh, he is uh, one of the. He's performing a bunch of parts, but one of the things he is, is a shield agent. He's okay. also a henchman, and, and it's it's basically the way they described it to me is it's kind of like the ice capades without the ice. 
It's, right. a, it's a lot of um, gymnastics and jumping around on the ground and fake fighting. It's like the Batman Live that was here uh, a couple of years yeah. ago, right? Yeah, very similar. Uh, in apparently the... involves a thing called tricking, which I was unaware of until now, which is kind of like parkour except on the ground. Yeah. They tricking, did tricking is tricking parkour is on the ground. That's a really bad description of it because I haven't actually talked to anybody but this one kid who did it, but... Uh, I will find out more about it. Well, they, they, yeah, I thought story. that was called gymnastics. Well, they flip over. That's what things. I thought it was. Yeah. But apparently it involves fake fighting and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Tricking. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, just Michael and I both uh, independently went and saw that Batman live a couple of years ago. And they do a lot of that same stuff where yeah. they're, you know, it's it's really well choreographed. And, you know, depending on where you're sitting, sometimes you can see that they don't make contact, of course. But it's really intricate, these little moves that Refund. they Refund! Where they're... <laughs> They're you just, mean it's fake? Oh, wrestling's fake. Wrestling's yeah. fake. Oh. They're flipping around. They're doing Batman's these fake. these you know wide martial arts style kicks and stuff. And you know the people that are quote getting hit, you know do like the spin move. So it's right. almost like the physics that you would get from being actually hit like that. It was pretty impressive. So you get to see like modern day superhero comic book yeah. movie fighting, except it's happening live. It superhero was, ballet. It's toned down a little yeah. because it is geared towards children, of course. So it's not as violent, but. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it was pretty impressive. I gotta say. Oh, Loki's not gunning Thor, and uh, he doesn't say you uh, mewling quim. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we got a we got a quote about uh, right. somebody learning the the, the definition. Uh, uh, Johnson uh, runs the cinephile uh, Facebook page. Said that he got uh, he learned the definition of that from watching the show. So, ah, nice. Yeah. So we have educated. Yay! We're Higher ed- learning. It's just like the show. Yay! Well, uh, if you want to get educated even more, and if you're an old school wrestling nut like I am, Netflix just got Sheik, the Iron Sheik documentary. Really? I was just going to ask you if you saw that because I noticed be it last night. Not to be missed. Outstanding. It is a no holds barred ah. look at the man's life. From his time in Iran all the way to his struggles with crack to where he is now, which is basically a little star on the Twitterverse. Yeah. It's incredible. Hmm. And he just, the man's just lived a life. Really? You got to see it. I thought he was. It's fascinating. When will George Animal Steel get his movie? He will never. No. <laughs> he will never. I don't know. Did he pass away? Is yes. he still around? He's been dead quite some time. Oh. Not that long. He was around. He's, if he, okay, if, mid-90s? Early 90s, maybe? Maybe late 90s. Yeah, that's a while. Yeah. Well, I guess. I don't. <laughs> the man's still much, very much alive on my toy shelf. <laughs> Green tongue hanging out. I got I got my George Animal Steel. I've been slowly building up my classic roster, and it's getting tough to cherry pick because wrestling's kind of coming back into vogue again over these this last year. And WrestleMania just helped a lot, a big bump. So, I oh, you got, mean they actually have good stories coming up? Uh, not even that it's good yeah. stories. It's just entertaining again, and not it, it's not it's not that the stories are that good. It's that at least the stories aren't. Terrible. Okay. John Cena hasn't been the champion for a while. Good. Although I can't believe they fed Rusev to him. That's a disgrace. But whatever. Uh, I, I'm not. You know, I'm not making the decisions there. So, he doesn't lose. He can't lose. You know. I know. You I know. He can't lose. He's like Parker Lewis. So yeah. Speaking of wrestling, yes. Oh, I uh, went to Bonzo's birthday party Saturday. How'd that go? Oh, it was awesome. fine. It yeah. Was fine. It was, was a, a little weirdly uncomfortable because I didn't know anybody except you know Bonzo. But yeah, you know, I hung out for a bit, had a drink, talked to some folks, and then. Went off and watch you. <laughs> there you go. Paul, did you get invited to that? 
<laughs> Oddly, I think I missed my invite in the mail. <laughs> oh, poor Bonzo. He's fine. He's fine. I he's watched doing, that uh, wrestling is good. Isn't fake on good. YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. I watched that wrestling is not fake on YouTube. Uh, Funny, huh? Yeah, it's yeah, good. Yeah, wrestling like it. isn't wrestling. Yep. Yeah. Tell, tell us about wrestling is not fake. Wrestling well, we talked wrestling. about it last week or yeah. two weeks ago. It's all the, the girls. Oh, okay, the okay. That's yeah, really yeah. funny. Gotcha. I made it a point that night to go and watch it as I was trying to go to sleep. So, so you second that emotion. Yes. It's very funny. Yeah. Very cute. I saw probably the best horror movie I've seen in a long time last night. Which was? Really? It, it Follows. Oh, you went and saw that? If It Follows? No, It Follows. Okay. It, start, it started as an indie film, hit the indie circuits, the... The the sun dances. contest, the sun dances, and that sort of thing. Finally got picked up. Had a short opening. You couldn't find it in Vegas for like a month, but it was doing so well in those short openings that it finally exploded about to like a thousand more theaters uh, last week. That's exciting. And so it's now much more readily available. And it is a very fun horror film that has a throwback to an '80s feel. Mm. In fact, the Soundtrack almost right out of John Carpenter in his style. <laughs> Real simplistic, but very, you can't miss the soundtrack as it's going. Okay. Uh, basic idea. Uh, person has sex, gets curse. That curse is... <laughs> that is the 80s. Yeah, exactly. That curse is that there is something out there in the world that is now walking towards you and will not stop... Until it gets you, it's a sexually transmitted. It's a sexually trans <laughs> transmitted curse, supernatural <laughs> entity. What is the? Is it the sexually. same entity after everybody, or they all get it, their own thing? It can shape shape shift into whatever it wants to be okay. to get close to you. Oh, it's a rock shot. But it doesn't talk; it just walks, and it's really eerie. The thing was done with a microscopic budget, mm -hmm. but didn't need it. It's well told it goes against a lot of horror conventions if you're really kind of annoyed the fact that all the horror films now kind of have the same save the cat kind of story mm -hmm. they're going to follow that same arc that you can just smell it all the way yep. this plays with that beautifully mm, that's mm. fun okay and the ending might infuriate people and i loved the ending well, that's always a good I don't sign. generally go to see horror movies, and you've got me intrigued so maybe i will check this one out it's super worthwhile okay. it follows and I look forward to whatever this director is going to do next. So, I don't know if this is a good comparison, but is it better than, say, Saw Number 1? Because that was an awesome... Saw 1 was great. Saw was a great little independent film when it came down to it. Yeah, right. um, that ending, that no two one... different kind of movies, though. This this goes on almost into the stalker genre versus, okay. versus that. So, supernatural stalker, but all the same. So, I can't really compare them. Uh, but I enjoy both movies. I can't say the same for the rest of the Saw franchise, but that first one's great. <laughs> yeah. Any other geeky things you do this week, Jens? Well, after nearly a year, I finally went back and played Wolfenstein and beat it. So Wolfenstein for the, game the PS4, yep. Xbox One. I think it also yes. had a 360 the at the PS3 release. The, yeah, the, the new newest. order. Kind of a stealthy game, if I remember. Uh, it's it's both. I mean, there are stealth elements where you do have to definitely creep around and hope that you don't get spotted, especially when you're, you know, royally outnumbered. If you're only slightly outnumbered, you've got a chance with the various things that you can pick up, like uh, body armor and uh, 
health packs. But uh, It's one of those games where it gives you a wide play fuel field, yes. and you decide how you're going to tackle it. Yeah, and uh, sadly... It took me a long time getting through like the last few levels. Mm. So I, I gotta say, Jeff, I don't see game much. Yeah, I just haven't had the desire as much anymore. I can't even explain it to you. It's like I'll look at a game and go, "Oh, that's kind of cool," but it just—it's like I have no desire to play it. I think like the the only one that I can think that's coming up that I'm actually remotely excited about is uh, uh, Batman: Arkham Knight that's coming up soon. And those so. are the only games I see you play: Batman it's, games. It seems like it anymore. And this last I don't Wolverine. Know. Now there's just, I just don't know. it's weird it's a, it's a it's a different generation making games and you know I feel the same way I watch more games than I play now by far and I watch old games I sit there and I'm on Twitch most of the time um, I play Magic quite a bit I love playing Magic uh, because I can you know kind of go away from it if I have to it's a deck the deck building game just the but, straight but, up but it's a deck building the game online card game, game. yeah it's, it's the best iteration they've had so far it's got the most malleability as far as actual deck building and everything I mean I enjoy I mean I don't do the twitch thing like you do but you know when Todd's playing you know dying light or uh, borderlands you know, I'll sit down for a few minutes and watch it play because the story stuff is compelling. I mean, it's it's really interesting and entertaining. It just I don't seem to have the desire to play it myself. XCOM is the last thing that grabbed me and held me down to play at all. And I I want to play it again, but I've beaten it twice, and I'm just kind of like, mm-hmm. mm, I don't know. Got to wait for the next expansion. I really is there love another the, one coming. I don't know. Well, there'll it's be just, a new there'll be a new game. I really but, love the Lego mo- the video games that come out too. Yeah, um, I kind of lost interest with the the marvel heroes one i have not made th- made it through that game awake those are yeah. hard dude it's oh, it, the lego one they're hard the because they're so huh. s- the puzzles are so simple and stupid but you can't figure them out sometimes <laughs> yeah oh <laughs> drives me up a fucking wall and I, I have no patience for that shit anymore although i was at resident evil got me back in that's true you that. did play that I played that that was really good i still got two more chapters to play i'm kind of savoring it but uh i swear to god lego marvel I can't tell you how many times I've woken up holding on a controller. Right? I stopped playing it because yeah? wow. I didn't need a nap. It puts you to bed. It's baby sauce. Duncan and I are still working through... Um, um, Grand Theft Auto? No, no. That's, oh, okay. that's Duncan's still done. But I don't know. The Call of Duty, the uh, Transit, oh, Transit and Mob of, of the Dead. It's not Call that kind of duty. <laughs> Call of because because Duncan is Duncan and I have gotten into the trying to solve the puzzle parts. The, the zombie levels where there's all the parts you have to put together in what, right order and stuff. And... Uh, did you get a chance to try Diablo? Uh, he has been cranking through it. Good. Yeah. I have been doing a lot with uh, the Family Guy Quest for Stuff Star Trek event that's going on right now. <laughs> that's still I going mean, on, huh? I, well, it's you like know, another 20 days. I, I literally left the game alone for quite a while. Just was like checking in once a day and going, eh, okay, I've set these guys on one day thing. And then when they, that event was announced, it was coming up. Um, and then it launched. I've become obsessed with unlocking all of the uh, the next gen characters. It's the life of the Trekkie, man. I uh. I can't explain. I will say though, one of the most awesome things I did is there's a quote unquote Romulan ale bar <laughs> that I unlocked that is literally Cork's bar, that actual bar top with the stuff behind it from Deep Space Nine. So it's almost like being looking at the game and going, "Hey, look, it's my bar from Cork." Right, you're back at work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude! I'd give anything to be back there. It's, I miss that place so much. It's like the best I'd, job I ever had. I'd give anything to be back there and have to spend more time at it this time. I know. In fact, I ran into some guy like a bouncer 
somewhere and was uh i had a geeky shirt on and he's like oh penny arcade i like those guys and i was like oh yeah cool because you're like thinking you know this guy's a bouncer doesn't seem like the geeky type but anyway we chatted for like about 10 minutes and uh um talked about uh you know corks bar and he's like oh i love that place that warp core totally blasted me the first time i had it i mean i was out of it and he's like and it usually takes me a lot to get drunk and i said oh you're not the only one that happened a lot so yeah it's just one of those those weird little conversations that strikes up because you're wearing a certain right. t-shirt and half the time when i have a shirt on i you know after i put it on i forget that i'm wearing you know a particular shirt it's nerd radar man yeah, yeah. Which, it's by the way, I like that own. shirt that you're wearing right there. Oh, the, yeah, my Stargate shirt, yeah. yeah. The, uh, one of the Star Trek clubs in town is Quark's Bar. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's what they, they, they call were, themselves? They, they were one of the teams that, won't, that kicked ass in the um, trivia contest. Nice. Nice. Any other geeky things, gentlemen? Nothing really. i just that been plowing through MechWarrior Online. That's all I've been doing. The Battletech. Still guy. doing it. Yeah, still doing it. They just released the Urban Mech. I don't know if you guys know about Battletech, but it's quite an iconic mech. That uh, everybody wants to play. So I've gotten not some me edu- though. I've gotten some education about it last week when I asked questions. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, when, when it transforms and you know fifty percent of the population dies. Yeah. That's Robotech though, right? Yeah, <laughs> the Macross saga. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, let's do this news you don't give a shit about. Mm-hmm. Yay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When did you when did you turn into an angry black woman? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, long time ago. Shaniqua over there. You baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Variety reports that Arrow star Stephen M. Amell Amell yeah, yeah. has joined Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two in the Casey Jones role. Oh no! He joins returning oh. co-stars Who's Megan Fox. Who's that guy? Arrow. Arrow. Stephen Amell. Arrow gets to be Casey Jones. Yes, yeah. that's great. It, it's great. It's it's great that he's getting that part and he's a huge geek, but I'm I'm am feeling the rest of the story is not great. Well, yeah, well, I'm it, not I'm never going to see the Megan movie. Fox. Right. Oh, I'm never yeah, going to watch the movie. Uh, no, I'm not saying that he shouldn't have a paycheck and he shouldn't take this role. As long as Will Arnett is still in it. Oh right. <laughs> Get him out of there. So we got co-stars Megan Fox as O'Neill, Will Arnett as cameraman Vern Fenwick for the film. So there he is back. And it's going to be directed by David Green, who did Earth to Echo. And is being written by returning TMNT scribes Josh Applebaum and Andre Nemec. So the same writers. Same things, so. Crap-a-doodle-doo. And Arrow. What's, same shit What's your Will Arnett thing? I think I missed that. Maybe. Just Will Arnett. I just don't care for him. Hey, Andy, maybe oh, it'll be murdery. Okay. <laughs> He's done some good stuff, but I'm not a big fan. That's all. Didn't he do Batman? He did Batman in the Lego movie. Okay. Yeah, we, we, just, we totally disagree on that guy. I like him. <laughs> All right. All right, carry on. <laughs> News you don't give a shit about. David Lynch announced on Sunday that he was dropping out of Showtime's planned revival of Twin Peaks Ugh. over budgetary issues. Lynch's full message read, Showtime did not pull the plug on Twin Peaks. After a year and four months of negotiations, I left because not enough money was offered to do the script the right way I felt it needed to be done. The weekend, I started to call actors and let them know I would not be directing. Twin Peaks may still be very much alive at Showtime. I love the world of Twin Peaks and wish things could have worked out differently, unquote. Mm-hmm. It was about six months ago that the return of Twin Peaks for a nine-episode season was announced with Lynch directing the whole run, he and Frost writing all the scripts and most of the original cast coming back. But last month, there were rumblings that negotiations between Lynch and Showtime were not going well, 
And those rumors are now proven true. I don't... Because I, they had the scripts written. I wonder what it is that he's referring to that they weren't money. putting money into. Well, no, I know, but I, what about the script weren't they putting money into? Like sets and... I mean, it's because it's always been a fairly simple show set building wise. So now Showtime seems to think they're still in negotiation. So maybe this is a tactic and this might work itself out. Uh, I don't imagine Frost would stay if Lynch went. Oh, I don't think he would at all. And you take those two out of the picture and it's kind of like, why do it at that point? Yeah, See, now I'm torn because I was going to watch all that stuff and I'm going to wait. Well, (laughs) watch, watch the original run for sure. But it doesn't end, right? The without giving away the first story arc ends and then they keep going and it fizzles. Uh That it becomes just kind of like this character. So you guys have to tell me when to stop. That's the important thing. Yeah, it's it's still where the character piece parts are still interesting, but the the meat of that first arc is really what the show is. Okay. Yeah, there's there's some big reveals halfway through the the quote unquote first story arc that. just make you go, ah, oh, my brain. What was that? Because when you just started in the voice, I was hearing, um, what's his name? Jared, was it? Um, Formby? Jared Formby, yeah. yeah. Jared Formby sounds a lot like David Lynch. But we did, well, he, he did the movie. He did the little independent movie. <laughs> yeah, he was trying to sound yeah. like David Lynch. Jared right. Formby was one I was of the, doing uh, David Lynch. Yeah. I did the voice for Oh, David did you? Lynch. Oh, did oh, you did for you? his movie? Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah, David Lynch has a really kind of shouty. He has a... That this was what I found. He's got sort of a well, it's you know, now he's on Family Guy, so you kind of know how he sounds sure. already. Everyone's heard him. Well, he was on Cleveland, but he show. has a little bit of a twang. That's right, it was Cleveland show. Yeah, but whenever just, I hear him, he seems like he's shouting. Yeah, <laughs> he's an interesting guy. He is, you know, he released a uh, album uh, a couple of years ago, not that long ago, really. Uh, yeah, it's. It's really odd. Not what was bad. the movie called? What was the movie? Um, I don't remember. And is it the out there on YouTube or something? Yeah. Uh, I have. You can find it. It was like David Lynch's Empire deep, or something. Yeah, or David, David Lynch's Return of the Jedi. That's what it is. David Lynch's Return of the Jedi. Yeah, Jared Fornby used to work at Star Trek The Experience as a Ferengi. And he also wrote a lot. Wrote a lot of, he wrote a full script, wrote a play wrote uh, the short film about David Lynch and his version of it's Return really, of the Jedi. It's, it's interesting because it's historically got a nugget of truth in there where Lynch was originally tapped to direct Jedi. Yes. That fell through, but this kind of envisions some of the ideas that might have happened if he had had his way. It's a very fun little short sure. feature. If you're, a, if you're a geek about Lucas and uh, Spielberg and Lynch... It's a it's a fun it's it, a fun watch. It's certainly an unusual storytelling way. I mean, it's usually storytelling format. I mean, it I mean, it's all it's all very. It's got it's it's Lynchian. Yeah, that's it's, exactly. It's filmed it. it's filmed in a Lynchian style, so it's all weird. The, the crux of it is Todd Agnello, our other Ferengi buddy, is basically dressed up in all this Star Wars fanboy shit. He's dressed up kind of like a freaked out uh, Darth Maul, and he discovers by hook or crook. He discovers this treasure trove of old letters and tapes of discussions between George Lucas and David Lynch about possibly directing the new Star Wars movie. And then they go about doing some filming. Oh, my God. It's so funny to see Richard Oden dressed up as (laughs) Lynch's idea of a Darth Vader. 
it's just out of control, man. You just got to see it. It's got to see it. It's got some really good shit in there. It's funny. It's funny. Somebody find it and post it and link it to I've the got website. It. Fuck it, I'll find no, it. No, no, don't show it to us now. The reader, the viewers want it. The viewers, yeah, the uh, listeners it, yeah, want it. Yeah, I'll find it. it and post it <laughs> on our page. <laughs> News you don't give a shit about. 20th Century Fox is making a deal with Hasbro for a live-action film based on the toy br- brand Play-Doh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Damn it. Why not? Pac-Man's coming out, Play-Doh. Just now, here, here's Bullshit. the interesting part. Bridesmaid's Helmer Paul Feig is negotiation to direct the film with Jason uh, Milosef writing the script. This comes after Habro, Hasbro recalibrated its branded film projects following the Battleship disappointment and found the right producing partners to let brands do the work for a small price point. For instance, the $5 million budget thriller Ouija has grossed around $100 million worldwide. What a shit film that is, too. Uh, next up is Gemini and the Holograms, directed by G.I. Joe Retaliation Helmer, John M. Chu, and a movie based on the playing card game Magic the Gathering. So that's on the Hasbro slate. Now add Play-Doh to that. Call, calling so Battleship to- a disappointment <laughs> is like calling the Titanic a minor boating accident. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sh- oh god that movie oh i'm just trying to think so, of anything hasbro's movies it's were. so painfully ridiculous i mean i oh now we've talked about that a lot. i know we've talked about it at length and that's for sure but it just every time it's brought back up it just brings up <laughs> it's just like it's like you need therapy it's yeah it, it's <laughs> wow it just hurts my brain that this <laughs> like, movie got Je- me. When you bring it up, Jeff has to talk about it to get it out. Otherwise, it festers yeah. and becomes a a struck child in the future. Yeah. Parker, <laughs> now, Parker Brothers did Clue. Has Milton Bradley come out with a movie? I don't know if Milton Bradley's got in the game. What are some Milton Bradley properties? Twister. Definitely not, unless they do a beach blanket bingo kind well, of thing. They, they did have a movie called Twister, didn't they? Milton Bradley's yeah, got was. a death <laughs> one. It's the Twister. It's uh, all the girls and homeboys playing Category Twister. four red. Spin the winner and spot. Oh, spin the, spin the call, spinner man, and call, call the, the shot. Twister does it. Been a not. It's Twister. Twister. Me and me and Jeff were doing the uh, with the Weird Al yep. rap version of it. Yes, you were. <laughs> yep. Badly. White boy rap. <laughs> And news you don't give a shit about, TV Line reports that the Full House cast is reuniting for a 13-episode reunion series called Fuller House. And nobody cares. And Netflix is... Unfortunately, a fuck ton of people do. Yeah, they do. Is this close to ordering it? Uh, Candace Cameron Burr will... Is that how you say? Burray? Burray, I think. Burray will return as DJ, and Andrea Barber will be back as her best friend, Kimmy... While Bob Saget, Dave Coulier, and John Stamos, quote, are being eyed to make guest appearances, unquote. Fuller okay. House. Okay, now, here's the thing. I, I want to see the Olsen twins brought back in. Okay. And obviously only one of them can play it, so they have to bring in, like, the evil twin. The- <laughs> <laughs> Does she come in as the drugged out, you know... Strung out version of anorexic. Like, yeah, the anorexic. That would be very strange. Depending on which one's having a bad week, yeah. <laughs> oh, you think it'd be strange? <laughs> Michelle, <laughs> what happened to you? Strange in any Fuck way off! You <laughs> <laughs> just weirdies. And, and just, to clarify, just to clarify from last week, yeah, I'm sure Hitler hated Jews. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I think it's in writing Glad somewhere. Glad we got that cleared up. Just so there's no confusion. Nope. I hate confusion. <laughs> and he also hated Full House, so it's, it's, a, it's a combo. 
I hate full house. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to sit. <laughs> Uncle Jesse is a jock. <laughs> <laughs> Who would trust this man with children? The rearing of children. <laughs> and let me just say, Dave Collier, your so-called impressions of Bullwinkle is lacking. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen better impressions left in the wet cement. <laughs> <laughs> and what is this mother race person in here? What? This Who? Jesse, mud race person. Whom? Jesse. What of Jesse? He's not the Aryan. No. <laughs> His hair is clearly dark. <laughs> <laughs> Wicked geek! Hey. I don't like you, Olsen babies! <laughs> I've used up every bit of my full house knowledge in the last minute. <laughs> Both of you should leave right now. Never seen a goddamn episode. Uh, you know what? I'm not sure I have either, and I was uh-huh. right in the wheelhouse of that time. I wish yeah, I could I say the same. Either. My sisters were obsessed with it, so that was their scheduled, what was that thing they said? scheduled block what they, what of TV. What did they say? Chill out, dude, or get it, dude? What, the babies? The babies? Are, yeah. Okay, dude. Yeah, I think a chill later, out dude I've later, seen Later, dude. Some clip Some or something. Some shit. Because babies are cute when they say chill out. None of it's cute. None of it's cute. None of it should be allowed. No, it's fine. Whatever. Do whatever you want. That's the thing. You can't. We can't say no to art. No matter what it is, you can't say no. But we aren't forced to watch it. You aren't forced to watch it. Exactly. Exactly. You speak with your dollars. No, you're forced to care about it. it. Don't watch it or give a shit about it. This isn't Indiana yet. They can't force us to watch it. Like George Carlin says, people forget there are two knobs on. On the radio or the TV. <laughs> on the radio. Whoa, on the radio. ABC is eyeing a new comedy pilot featuring the Muppets, which could be set behind the scenes of a late night talk show featuring the Muppets. According to The Hollywood Reporter, the pilot will pick up with mainstays Kermit the Frog, Fozzie Bear, Gonzo, and Animal, meeting at ABC Studios and launching a new series, but the deal hinges on Miss Piggy signing on. The pilot will also apparently feature some celebrity cameos, which is far for the course, as well as new characters such as Fozzie's girlfriend and her parents. The pilot pitch is being written by Big Bang Theory co-creator Bill Prady and veteran comedy producer Bill Cudgel. Third Rock from the Sun is one of his pieces. Uh, Prady also brings Muppets experience, having written several Muppets specials over the years. Did he write the Lady Gaga one? Read the write the Lady Gaga one. I, I think Lady Gaga wrote the Lady Gaga yeah, one. That would explain. That a lot. would explain a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the idea of a Muppets Larry Shan- uh, Shandling show. Or a, sorry, what was Larry that? Sanders? Gary show? Gary, Sh- show? Gary, Gary. Shang- Gary Shandling's Larry Sanders show. Larry right? Sanders. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the Larry Sanders show starring Gary Shandling. Yeah, I like the idea of a Muppet version of that. Say really that like five times. I can't. I obviously can't say it once. <laughs> <laughs> I. Uh, I mean, I, I love the uh, the the. Recent Muppet movie that uh, Jason crap Sudeikin or whatever no. yeah no, yeah the, the the one with the with the Muppet kid Muppets Most Wanted or the no, one no, before the, that the one that's called the Muppets yeah okay. the Muppets yeah so not the sequel no okay I didn't see that that yet. one was good so I I liked both of them uh, it was weird when you start you know because I believe it was the second one where they started moving into the newer voice cast. Mm. It's like, uh, well, it's, uh, the example I always give is <laughs> weird, weird sounding Muppets. Is that what yeah. you're getting into? <laughs> well, they'd have yeah, to yeah. Re- no, recast Elmo. No, right? I was just saying the, the, the example I give is like, Kirby. remember in, in, in several of the Looney Tunes, 
um, cartoons after Mel Blanc passed where they started casting other people to do uh, the voice and it it was close but it wasn't quite there yeah no. you know so something's wrong it's, it's just slightly off a couple of years ago George RR Martin signed a new deal with HBO that gave him the opportunity to de- develop a new series at the network Martin revealed to EW that he's developing a series called Captain Cosmos, and it's tied to both science fiction and the early days of television. Here's the log line. At the dawn of the age of TV in 1949, a visionary young writer creates a science fiction series that tells stories no one will dare to tell, unquote. That's all we know at this point. Uh, We do know the pilot is being written right now, not by Martin, but by novelist, producer, and screenwriter uh, Michael Cassett who has a long history of work in the genre series like The Outer Limits, Beauty and the Beast, the original, not the CW remake, and most recently, Sci-Fi's Z Nation. So George R. R. Martin's got a new series, HBO, Captain Cosmos, set in 49. Hmm, okay. That could be fun. It's, I mean, I don't know much. It was done well. Right? There's <laughs> not about information of what it is about, but I'm already on board with the setting. Yeah. Has he finished his... No. <laughs> he has not finished okay. anything. What was what was wow. your adventures in space, black and white that you did, uh, Paul? Space that was adventure in space, the space yeah. stories. Yeah, that yeah. was <laughs> that same kind of like setting, that, that early style uh, black and white serial. Yeah, you can look up space adventures in space, the space stories on YouTube. It's up there. Especially you, George R. R. Martin. Look that up. We First won inspiration. We won uh, the Forty Eight Hour Film Festival. As you should. That was a good one. It was a good one. That was juicy. You were the president of space, right? Uh, space Captain. Space Captain. Okay. Okay. Uh, I like the title. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Stan Freeberg, who yeah. skewered pop culture and McCarthyism with satirical records and did cartoon voices for nearly six decades, uh, died Tuesday, today as we're recording, of natural causes in Santa Monica. He was 88. Uh, Freeberg voiced characters for the classic Warner Brothers cartoons, working with the genre's king, Mel Blanc. He voiced uh, Junior Bear, uh, Beaky Buzzard. That's the nope, 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 nope guy. That was him? Yeah. That's awesome. And uh, Tosh, one of two goofy gophers opposite blank. But perhaps young act, uh, perhaps uh, the actor's most enduring portrayal was the uh, seemingly slow Pete Puma. Uh, said cat famously was asked by Bugs Bunny how many lumps of sugar he wanted his tea. <laughs> Three or four. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And uh, we also lost James Best this week. The veteran actor was known best for his role of Sheriff Roscoe P. Coltrane in CBS action comedy series, The Dukes of Hazard. Let's go get them Duke boys. Come on, Flesh. We we don't need to listen to Boss Hog anymore. He doesn't he don't know what he's talking about. You leave us alone, Boss Hog. But damn you, cards on you, Bo and Luke, you old sons of so and so. I tell you what, Enos, if your name was Penis, I'd eat you. Well, I think them Duke boys is going to get away with this one again. I'm Roscoe P. Coltrane. The P stands for penis, and that rhymes with Enos. He's my, he's my deputy. I don't think that dead sheriff's going to be chasing anybody anymore. So the extra yeah. P stands for penis. <laughs> mm-hmm. Roscoe P. Coltrane. I'm sensing a theme with you here, Paul. <laughs> really? <laughs> Just now sensing a theme? I like the uh, the uh, extra D uh, graphic that one of your uh, fans put up. Pretty <laughs> <Yeah>. slick stuff. <laughs> Pretty slick stuff. Yeah, Pat came through. So, yeah, James Best died Monday of pneumonia. 
He was 88. That's actually pretty much what Freeberg died of, too, is complications of pneumonia. Yeah. So, so lost, lost two this week. Freeberg hit me hard. I mean, that, actually, I mentioned him last week. I actually was talking about yep. watching the same anecdote degrade over the years. You were. Way um, to go, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Who do you want to put the death curse on, curse on this week? <laughs> I'm thinking. I'll come up with something. Yeah. <laughs> Keep your fucking mojo away from me. No, it's, it's just that age <laughs> that we're all at gree now. Gree. Yeah. It's like all of our heroes are, you know, childhood heroes are starting to... To, Hooray! To <laughs> it's just it's just that what nature. What a great time to be alive. <laughs> if, if it helps any, Weird Al's a vegetarian and he takes care of himself, he's going to outlive us all. Oh, Weird Probably. Al's fine. <laughs> Weird Al's going to be fine. Well, he was, uh, Freeberg was one of his inspirations. Weird right. Al said, uh, you know, some of the parodies he did, yeah. mu- music parodies were what, you know, got him interested in doing I mean, he did, parody he, he did, I mean, b- b- he did uh, animation, he did... Uh, yeah. He was Beanie or Cecil. I can't remember which one. I don't remember. And that was like one where they, they hired him to do the voice. And he got there. And he says, yeah. who's doing the puppet? He goes, oh, you are. And so he spent <laughs> five five years with his arm over his head for that. Oh, wow. Um, and, you know, he did a whole bunch of um, um, commercials. He was sort of the guy that created funny commercials. The guy that started oh, yeah, he was, funny commercials. Yeah, he was, a, he was an ad man for a lot of years. Yep. As well as doing all those other right, things. Right, right. Um, my favorite one of my favorite ones is... is um, at the time, he well, he had a he had a radio show too. He had a radio show for fifteen weeks oh, before it got canceled. Um, Fifty six, I think. He, he replaced the Jack Benny show when Jack Benny went off the air. When Jack Benny went to TV, um, and he the reason it was canceled because he couldn't get any advertisers because he wouldn't take cigarettes. Mm. So when he starts doing the um, he starts doing advertising, TV advertising. Um, Bark cigarettes is using uh, the William Till overture. It's like it'll work, it'll work, it'll work, it'll work, you know. And uh, so he did a Gino's pizza thing where it's this big fancy dinner party and they're handing out, you know, Gino's pizza rolls to the William Till overture. And and funny, near the end of the commercial, a guy walks up with a cigarette in a pack and his hand goes, Excuse me, I'm going to talk to you about that uh, that song. <laughs> and his hand reaches out and taps on the shoulder, turns around, and it's uh, Clayton Moore and, uh, and uh, Jay Silverheels in full. Tonto and so in Roland Ranger costume going, we've been meaning to talk about the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a commercial for you. Know, it's like a minute one commercial for pizza rolls where he gets in a shot on cigarettes. It's like, oh, wow. How'd you pull that one past your uh, client? Wow. Yeah. The good ones can do that. Yeah, stuff, he was man. genius. Variety reports that David Goyer, that man is busy, has signed on to produce a new historical thriller, Principia. Which, oh, what? <laughs> Principia? Hey, Principia. Come on up here. Come on here. What are you going to do, huh? Hey, what's all of this water doing on the Palace of Floor? I don't know. Maybe the Principia. What well, why don't you mop it up? That's another my job. I'm busy over here mopping up the Prince of Poopa. The Prince of Poopa over here. Oh, jeez. Look at the way the Principia. Oh, boy. Principia, Prince of Poopa. Why don't we get a diaper for the prince? Uh? Let me get this other prince over. <laughs> what? Let me get this other prince over here with a jar with a pony in it. I don't know what's going on over oh, there. No. <laughs> oh no! Prince Spooja. Prince I almost fell out of this water here. It's in the water. Why is the prince appear? It's where the prince appear. You better clean it up. That's my not my job. Clean it up at the Prince of Pia. That's not my job. <laughs> Prince of Pia, which focuses on famed English mathematician. <laughs> 
and physicist Isaac you Newton. Are a shade of red. Look at you. <laughs> Isaac Newton is. Hey, a- I'm trying to sleep over here. Why am I laying in a puddle? <laughs> Prince of Peter bed. Ah, <laughs> oh, no. Uh, That's not my pee. It's <laughs> so of my job. What? Who, who forgot the rubber sheets? <laughs> Oh, you have a rubber sheet, you gotta marry her. Hey yo! Back to the rinse poop. <laughs> My eyes hurt. <laughs> Isaac Newton as he hunts down a criminal in the late 1600s. I like your story much better. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, have you seen that amazing episode? It's probably my favorite episode of uh, uh, Sunny in, in uh, Philadelphia. Which one? Who pooped the bed? I think I have seen it's that so one. Good. It's so good. <laughs> Who pooped the bed? It's so good. It's unbelievable. I love that one. The title of the film is based on Newton's famed <laughs> famed book. He's got to say it again. Philosophe Naturalis Principia Mathematica. (laughs) (laughs) Or Mathematical Principles of Natural Philosophy, which was published in 1687. Principia. What? Principia? No. No. Principia? I'm pretty pretty sure it's Principia. Uh, Principia, I do believe, but maybe that's the Latin in me talking. Now, this okay. isn't Goyer's first foray into historical uh, fiction. Did study Latin. I did study Latin. Yeah. I actually uh, kind of learned a thing or two. As he produces the cable it's series. Principia, I'm 99% sure. You could be a Latin-speaking ventriloquist. <laughs> 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 I know. Your secret powers, man. Yeah, 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 them yeah, out. yeah. That's some niche. Do a, do a, a, a dead entertainment with a dead language. That no. sounds good. You're a, you're, it's, like, it's like Superman in the second movie. You keep pulling out secret powers. <laughs> Uh, so Goya produces the show Da Vinci's Demons as well. The script is being written by Christian Contreras from his own pitch. Most of Contreras' experience comes from the other side of the camera. He's had roles in Fury, Zero Dark Thirty, and Halo Nightfall. So it's Name of the Rose, basically, except a little later. Mm. Okay. I got, yeah, I'll accept that. Uh, here's a little uh, public service announcement to save yourself some time when you go see... Uh, Age of Ultron. Okay. Avengers 2. Okay. Don't expect to see a final scene after the credits roll in Avengers Age of Ultron. Entertainment Weekly talked to both writer and director Joss Whedon as well as Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige, and they revealed that they couldn't figure out a way to top the shawarma scene. Whedon said, We all came at it separately. We don't want to chase that. That was a jewel and a weird little quirk. There will be a tag, but there will not be a post-post-credit scene. There is nothing at the very end, and that's not a fake-out. We want people to know so they don't sit there for ten minutes, then go, son of a bitch, I'll kill them. (laughs) So no stinger. So no stinger at the very, very, very end of the credits. Just the one stinger. You'll get the tag that happens right when the credits start to roll. So that's happening, but don't wade through the credits expecting something this time. You'll get Thanos. You won't get Howard the Duck. That's that's it right there. Wow, that's that's kind of disappointing. No, you know what's disappointing? The shawarma the shawarma scene. I like the shawarma scene. I love the shawarma scene. Yeah, you didn't like it? Did nothing for me. Wow, I thought it was funny. I 
I must have not thought nothing of it because I don't even remember it. <laughs> it's it's pretty subtle. It's just the, they're all sitting around. There's that one oh. line where he says, "Here's like, there's have you ever a had shawarma? Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's a shawarma place about a block from here. And like, I've always wanted to try it. And it's so like, at the end, they're all. And then he is like, "We still have Loki to do with." He's like, "Okay," and then shawarma later, and they have shawarma later. No, it's all of them sitting around in full outfit. Quietly eating, chewing, yeah. Yeah. yeah, just yeah, just chewing, just snacking yeah. while the guy like is cleaning up the destruction in his shawarma restaurant. Sweet, silently sweeping in the background. Which, which and one? no one seems to be enjoying. Which one was that at the end of? Ven- Avengers. Avengers. I don't remember this yeah. at all. Yeah. No, everyone's everyone's beat. Everyone's like yeah. in their own place. They're not yeah. talking. It's yeah. like, it's interesting. It's interesting piece of acting because everyone is definitely acting. The shawarma they're, is tasty, they're all in their place. So. Yes, it is. Yes, I miss that. But um, and I, I think I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago that the the shawarma scene is actually um, there's a there's a bit where Stark in you know, when Iron Man stops and he's about to and a bunch of people jump on him, but there's like there's one bit where he's stopped in the street, and you can see the shawarma sign behind him. That's how he knows yeah. there's a shawarma place a couple blocks away. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Olivia Wilde, oh, Paul, you're gonna love this story. Olivia Wilde and Garrett Hedlund are set to return for Disney's Tron Three. The pair will reprise their characters from 2010's Tron Legacy in the sequel, which is being directed by Joseph Kosinski. Which one was Garrett Hedlund? Uh, he was the main character, Flint's son. Flint's son, yeah. D- didn't even register. <laughs> Flint, <laughs> Flint <laughs> Jr. He's, he's the, in Troy. The guy that the movie followed? Yeah, he's, he's in, in Troy. <laughs> huh? The cousin in Troy. Brad Pitt's cousin, or little whatever. Whatever, dude. He's yeah. so vapid. I mean, I, I get it. He's supposed to be the audience cipher, yeah. but man. Is he dressed in skin-tight rubber? Because I don't remember anything except for the skin-tight rubber. Yeah. <laughs> Legacy was the sequel to the 1982 sci-fi film that took place inside a computer world known as The Grid and starred Jeff Bridges and Bruce Boxleitner. Decades later, Disney revisited the world with Legacy. The story revealed that the computer programmer character played by Bridges had a son, Headland, who the, jumped the into the grid. The story revealed that story writers of today cannot get their heads around <laughs> the story writing of yesteryear. That jumped into the grid to find his father. Wild was uh, Quora, an algorithm made flesh. Uh, Disney has been developing a sequel to Legacy since the movie grossed $400 million worldwide. Headland in 2012 said he would return to the visual effects-heavy franchise, but that was when the project was circling a 2014 start. The project is now looking to shoot this fall. So if you're a fan of Tron 2, it, you'll get I'm more. I'm a fan of Tron. You mean, uh, Tron Daft Punk music video? Lame. <laughs> the Daft Punk music video? Yeah. Pretty much. Did, uh, did anybody see the uh, the South Park where they aped Tron? Yeah, Because really Stan wants to delete his Facebook or whatever the knockoff Facebook is. Yeah. He wants to delete his profile and the computer won't let him. Yeah. and takes him into the, to the internet. <laughs> Original Catwoman Julie Newmar will be lending her vocal talents to the planned Batman 66 animated movie coming out next year. Oh, that's cool. According to 13th Dimension, Newmar will provide the sultry voice for Selena Kyle. West and Ward declared their involvement in the project at the Mad Monster Party in Charlotte, North Carolina last weekend and confirmed their return as a dynamic dynamic duo. Hold on, Catwoman. You won't get your diabolical hands on my bat wiener. (laughs) Perfectly round your testicles are, Batman. <laughs> oh, Catwoman. I appreciate You've that. got me under your spell. Boy Wonder, come here and break me free. Oh, golly, Batman, I can't. I'm already upper ass. <laughs> Betrayed. <laughs> Betrayed by my ward. Jesus. My ward is fucking Catwoman. 
What? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> that went completely off, off the rails. <laughs> I appreciate the fact that you're doing uh, the Eartha Kit Catwoman, but she's not available. I don't care. <laughs> That's what I want Julie Newmar to sound like. <laughs> Your balls are so round, Batman. I like round balls in my cat mouth. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the Catwoman. That means I'm all pussy. (laughs) Miss Kitka, I don't know what you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) Do you like that, Batman? On your on your bat balls. You got to change resist. my frequency, Must. Batman. Will Batman escape? No, he won't escape. He may ejaculate, but he won't get away. Tune in next time. Same bat channel. Strange feelings. That's better than my my math. My better my Batman. Will it be a catastrophe? Ooh, good. And who's this man? Ooh, Riddler. <laughs> oh, well, the Principia. <laughs> oh. uh, God, that I, is I, the I, worst I, Batman villain ever. Yeah, not, <laughs> not, not the Pharaoh. The I Pharaoh like, was pretty I like bad. The Pharaoh. King Tut? Yeah. I think the Principia was a worse villain than the Pharaoh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Newmar was the first uh, of three 60s-era Catwoman actresses to slip into the catsuit with Eartha Kitt and Lee Merriweather completing the trio. It was Newmar's playful, sexy rendition of the character that generated some heated chemistry between her and Adam West, endearing the audiences to the colorful, campy show. Hmm. Sci-Fi is adding another original scripted sci-fi drama to its roster, titled Incorporated. The new series is described as a futuristic espionage thriller from Matt Damon and Ben Affleck and their production company, Pearl Street Productions. Here's the gist of the story. Set in a dystopian future where companies have unlimited power, Incorporated centers on Ben Larson, an executive who's forced to change his identity in order to infiltrate a cutthroat corporate world and save the woman he loves. In the process, he will take on the entire system with deadly consequences. The pilot was written and will be directed by Alex and David Pastor, who also created the concept. It will, quote, explore the growing influence of corporations and private interests in Washington, the slow but steady dismantling of the public sector, and the increase of an amazing amount of wealth by an ever-shrinking minority. With complex characters and dark sense of humor, the show will take viewers into a world where the ethical boundaries have been completely redrawn. And sci-fi president Dave Howe said of the upcoming new series, quote, Incorporated is an electrifying example of what science fiction does best, holding a mirror to present realities and projecting forward to a recognizable future in which the fa- we face the impact and consequences of our actions, unquote. Captain so, Canada is going to explode. What's so up? dystopian no. future uh, 2016. No, I, I, I was going to say, like, yeah. <laughs> just walk outside. Oh, this is going to be a good idea for a show. Let's do this. Like, oh. The far, yeah, but that's the that's far off future of 2016. Yes. That's what a good portion of sci-fi does. It takes that and extrapolates it to its possible conclusion. All right, or in well. this case, likely. Or like <laughs> <Yeah>. there, <laughs> that's more of the case. Lu- hmm? What? Never mind. Go ahead. Lucasfilm, Disney, and Fox have announced that the entire Star Wars saga will be available for purchase in digital HD for the first time ever, starting this Friday, April 10th. 
<laughs> Star Wars, the digital collection, will include lots of never-seen-before bonus materials. They will be available on iTunes, Google Play, Vudu, Amazon, Verizon, Fios, Xbox Video, and Disney Movies everywhere. So if you have another chance to buy Star Wars, but this time without owning Star Wars. <laughs> what, what, is, what are you guys laughing so much about? It was a visual joke. Uh, <laughs> Matt and I both turned both, our heads uh, to you at the same time. HD, we're like, <laughs> we both worked right at you. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed oh. the boat. <laughs> I totally missed the boat. Sorry. Well, XD. It's I a visual joke right. for XD. It's a visual yeah, joke yeah, for all the yeah. yeah. The H stands for hard. The D stands for dick. Hard dick. Yeah, hard dick. Only where? On XD. Extra XD. dick. HD. <laughs> extra dick. Hard dick. Extra hard and extra dicky. All the dick. Extra hard. All the XD you can handle. Disney does own Star Wars now. Let us oh, not forget. Do you have the Disney Marvel news? The Disney Marvel news? Nah. Um, oh, okay, extrapolate. Uh, they basically, uh, they're downplaying the X-Men. They're sort of phasing out the X-Men because they don't own them. Yeah, there's been a lot of talk is like they're going to change mutant to another word and... And so yeah. on. Well, that's what they're kind of doing with the Fantastic Four. So, ah, yeah, so they're yeah. squeezing all Sony and Fox. They're and squeezing all, those guys. all of it. They're, they're crunching on Spidey. Yeah. They're crunching on all that. And that's fine. Do what you're going to do. I'm so cynical about it now. I don't even care. But I'm, I'm more cynical about seeing another garbage film being made. So I'd rather the comics do what they can to stop Sony and Fox from making shit. And uh, hopefully they can reclaim and get get into have ha- you the hands seen of Days of Future Past? No, yeah, not, you, you didn't, didn't like it. Like no. It was okay. It was okay. Days of Future Past was okay, and the one before that was okay too. First Class is okay. Um, it just didn't it didn't blow my mind. Well, actually, First Class had some issues, but Days of Future Past is a little bit better. But still, not quite what you want. It's all right. It's getting close, but no seagull. Well, Singer, Singer had Brian Singer had quite the hole to dig out of from. The you know X Men agreed, agreed, but three, you know debacle. Oh, it was good. Jones, I'm the Juggernaut. Goddamn Juggernaut! <laughs> Look at me. The goddamn Juggernaut, bitch. Goddamn Juggernaut. Do you know who the fuck I am? I can't believe they put that in there. They put an internet meme. Do you know who the fuck I am? I'm the Juggernaut. Like I almost threw my cup at the screen. It, it <laughs> was. <laughs> so it was pretty awful. Okay. I mean. I mean, just so many moments in that film, you're just like facepalm. Yeah, and you know just, they're thinking, this is so clever, the audience is going to love it. It's okay oh. to be clever when you actually are clever. It's not trying to say, oh, this is going to be a clever line. Just Yeah, the, uh, uh, the Quicksilver sequence was yeah. really great. Yeah. Like, that was truly uh, that was, that interesting. Was good. Probably the best thing in the film. And uh, a couple of little moments was good. I didn't like... Uh, Trask, didn't care for Mr. Game of Thrones being Trask. Mr. Game of Thrones. <laughs> well, we already know you have issues with him anyway, so that doesn't surprise us. My name is Simon Marcellus. I just thought his performance came up short. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> took a while, See, but I got there. all that fucking <laughs> long? Took a while, but I got there. It's, Holy it's, crap. Like, well, I'm like, losing my touch. <laughs> it's the times like this that you really need to have that rim shot soundboard. So you can at least do that. I know you have a, a fundamental uh, stand against soundboards. I want a rim but... lick instead of a rim shot. <laughs> I think that deserves a rim lick. A rim job? Yeah. 
That deserves a rim job. That pause was also going, did he really? No. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, he did, without irony. Oh, man. Netflix has ordered Montauk, a new drama series by brothers Matt and Ross Duffer, who's behind Hidden and Wayward Pines. The show will take place in 1980, Montauk, Long Island's most eastern point, known for its wineries, beach homes, and chronicled the search for a young boy who has mysteriously gone missing. The case involves, quote, top-secret government experiments, terrifying supernatural forces, and one very strange girl, unquote. Uh, Montauk is an exclusive Netflix production that aims to pay tribute to beloved 80s classics over the course of eight hour-long episodes. I have no idea what that sentence means. We took on diesel back in Montauk yesterday. Made a pilgrimage and sailed for Gardner's Bay. They say these waters aren't what they used to be. There ain't no island left for islanders like me. Hi, 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 oh! Hi, 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 oh! Well, I'm on the down Easter Alexa, and a baby fell off of the ship. Oh, no. I don't know where that kid has gone to. And I cannot find him for shit. <laughs> Somewhere Billy Joel is prepping a lawsuit. Oh. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. You're yeah. Joel. Come You're... after this fat geek shock money. Come at it. Come at us. <laughs> Come at us, Joel. <laughs> Bring it, Joel. Nah, he's had enough bullshit go down. Poor guy. Your yeah. Joel knowledge runs deep and strong, sir. Yeah. I like me down down Easter, Alexa. Know... Does that even chart anywhere? What yeah. do you mean? Yeah, charted. Did it? Okay. No, he named his kid after it. I... Well, no, he, he named his kid Alexa. But then name the, oh, the song after, his after kid. her. Boy, I got my Billy Joel stuff all confused. <laughs> I, I will say this: so I was Geek Shock the the world's best Billy Joel podcast. <laughs> Maybe they had could this be. this. Uh, it could be number one fan <laughs> Billy Joel. They had this Billy Joel documentary on Showtime not long ago about his uh, visit to Russia back during the oh, Cold yeah. War and so forth. It really is amazing that after all the shit that's happened to him over the decades, that he still has a pretty good sense of humor about life and himself mm-hmm. and, you know, about his music and everything. You know, even when people make fun of it, he's just like, hey, I wrote it. It's kind of funny. Yeah. So, you know, he he yeah. kind of just he's rolls with all it. all the way to the bank. Yeah. Except well, for yeah. all that money that got stolen from him by his brother-in-law. Yeah. The, <laughs> his, terrible. His former manager. And his right. ex-wife. Well, I mean, she was entitled There's, to some of it, technically, I guess. Yeah, I mean, they still, I guess, have a fairly friendly relationship, right. even oh, though, good. Mm-hmm. you know, they split up and she took half of his stuff, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> just that little, little tidbit there. Yeah. We're still friends. I own his shit. <laughs> you get Vale, I get Telluride. Fine. <laughs> a live-action Attack on Titan movie isn't the only adaptation that fans will be getting. There's also a new live-action TV series that is in development, and it's set to be released this coming August. According to Anime New Network, the new... Anime New Network? Anime New Anime Network. New. Oh, yeah. The uh, series will tie All into the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Extra N stands I mean, for new. Nothing, yeah. fan, nothing but fan service. The T in Henstein tends for tentacle. <laughs> Uh, this new series will tie into the movie and act as a bridge between the two live-action films being released. Uh, it will tell a new story about the complex everyday lives of soldiers and their secrets while they aren't zipping around fighting titans. The show will star Satomi Ishihara, who is reprising her role as Hanji from the movies. The series will be directed by Sinji Haiguchi, who will also be the director of the film. 
Attack on Titan cr creator uh, is apparently also consulting on the series. The first film will be released on August 1st, and the second will hit theaters a month later on September 19th in Japan. The series will stream on the DTV streaming service in August. So that's turning into quite a endeavor. Paul, good confused about the August. You didn't know this was coming, huh? No, it's fine. I didn't know. Good yeah. luck. We'll see. Well, the, to I keep, hope it's good. To keep budget down, to keep the budget down, they're all bottle shows taking place with a poker game going on. I'm good with that. Nerdist News is putting together a 30-minute pilot for Sci-Fi, featuring its own brand of offbeat current events. The Nerdist News TV show will air once a week, executive produced by Nerdist Industries CEO and At Midnight host Chris Hardwick. Nerdist News Jess, uh, host Jessica Chobot announced the new initiative in a video, noting that there's a online version of the sh that the online version of the show isn't going anywhere. "Quote: We can't tell you too much more right now because there's a lot of dark magic that needs to happen before it can get to your TVs, and we have no idea when it w even would." She says. So, yeah, I like the idea of there being another sci-fi nerd show. The I hope they grab Will Wheaton for that because his thing was pretty good, and he could. Uh, it, it was it, when it was good. It was too. good, and when it wasn't, it. Yeah, well, I think that one suffered from too much sci-fi channel commercialism because it really seemed like they were shoehorning a lot of sci-fi network it, stuff into it. Yeah, I, I know he didn't like directly address it, but like I guess on his Twitter feeds and like on his website, he kind of refused to answer questions regarding like the way that. But he kind of hinted at you know sci-fi pushing their sure. own agenda into the show. When Sharknado was co 2 was coming, Sharknado was in that show heavy. Yeah. I know just like pushing all my agenda. Well, and then even like all the little clip stuff was like upcoming sci-fi channel show stuff. You know, sci-fi channel, quote-unquote, original movies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. all, that so. <clears throat> all that aside, was he strong enough to hold together a show when it was over? Is he better off Will as a co-host? Oh, yeah. Will yeah. Wheaton was just Wheaton. fine. Yeah, he was fine. But the show had its when it was when it was on, it struck really good. But when it was off, it's kind of uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. So the only, the only bit I saw it was I saw it on like a hotel room TV, and they were drinking uh, the what's going in my mouth shit that you guys drank later uh, on. The, oh, um, I remember that episode. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, they were doing crickets and stuff. And well, yeah, they're doing crickets, but they're also drinking one of the more oh, the the the. Uh, Branch dressing soda. Ah, yes. Yeah. One of the joys of Did our lives. Did they lose their minds off of it, too? <laughs> yeah. It is the most Butter horrible thing fry. I've ever had in my life. <laughs> it was pretty bad. There's nothing bad. more disgusting than that. <laughs> oh. Whoa. It was pretty bad. Mm. Just unnatural. I like soda. I like ranch. Two together? No. no. <laughs> Who even likes either of those things anymore? I never even liked ranch. <laughs> Ranch Never is, a ranch. Ranch guy. is horrible, and not to mention the fact that it's horrible for you. It just—it's not a. It's not good. It's it's a good base sauce for making other things with. Like a lot of chefs like to work with it because they can add other flavors to it. Sure. And, and make it like creative and original. Ranch. But, but the actual ranch itself yeah. is just kind of vanilla. Blah, ranch was something I liked when I was a kid and just kind and, of sputtered away. And I, yeah, I was gonna say me too. And I, I'm amazed that there are so many people that have not outgrown it. I or it, or they order food, get and the, get the fries and, then, and the ranch sauce, and then don't want to taste the, the the actual flavor profile that the chef has worked hard and tirelessly to create, and then they just drown it in ranch before they even taste it. That's exactly what I was gonna say. I think it it's, I think it covers up to cut down the taste on some like especially spicy food. 
I see yeah. people dripping. People do it for their wings. Hot, hot wings, wings into, the, like, into the ranch. Well, stuff. then don't eat a hot wing, dumb yeah. nut. <clears throat> or the Get a cheese, medium yeah. wing. But I mean, it, it's... it's a wing you can handle, you tardo. <laughs> it completely masks your taste buds, so you can't taste anything. You can taste ranch. Yeah. It's a tongue condom. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> for people who don't want to actually taste their food. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Cranch. <laughs> the crew of the USS Enterprise and the Are members dead. of the Green Lantern Corps will meet for the first time in the pages of a new comic book series called Star Trek slash Green Lantern, The Spectrum War. I wish it was slash fiction. <laughs> <laughs> the book will run for six issues and debut this July. Five issues too many. Wait, uh, I want to know. How, I want to know who Paul's shipping Dort with. Who I'm shipping the Dort with? Gnort. What? Who you shipping Nort with? What Nort? Shipping Nort with? What are you talking about? That is Nort a Green Lantern? The dog, the stupid dog from Green Lantern. Oh, I don't know Nort. <laughs> I'm not a DC guy, dude. You forget. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look who you're talking to, Mr. Marvel. Right. Marvel boy. And even then, you're not even. Carry on. Anymore, I'll, anyways, I'll explain yeah. shipping to him later. Veteran Star Trek <laughs> comic. No, you're writer. talking about docking. No, I'm talking about shipping. <laughs> Are you gonna dock with the dog? <laughs> that's, that's one of the worst images I've had in a long time. <laughs> oh God! Talk to me too. Oh. Veteran <laughs> Star Trek comic writer Mike Johnson is scripting the book with interior art by Angel Hernandez. The book is the result of a deal between IDW Publishing, CBS Consumer Products, and DC Entertainment with IDW President and COO Greg Goldstein saying, We've looked forward to bringing these two iconic universes together for a long time. Star Trek and Green Lantern both share so many of the same science fiction adventure themes and ideals that a galaxy-spanning crossover like this is simply logical. No. Oh. Mm. No. <laughs> this isn't the first Star Trek <laughs> DC soon. crossover. The first was Star Trek Legion of Superheroes in 2011. So here's the official synopsis. Uh, in, set in Star Trek's 23rd century. Here's the, the official synopsis. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. The two people who do care are dumb. <laughs> Shut up. The balance of the universe will be tested when the Green Lantern Corps power rings come into possession of a certain Star Trek character. Oh, who could it be? Q? While a dark and powerful evil looms around every corner, only the combined power of Green Lantern Corps and the Federation stand any chance of stopping those who it's would worship Q. evil's might. It's always Q. I don't Q think and it's, Sinestro are going to be I don't think out. it is because it looked like from a, some of the early sketches they were showing that it's going to be centered around the 09 movie cast. So it won't be the familiar next gen or, or even the original series cast. It's going to mm. be the the O nine O nine Kirk and oh, Spock. so it'll be Khan. Who knows? <laughs> I've got the rings. I'm not Khan. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm John Harrison. No, I'm not John Harrison. God, shut. God, I hated that stupid movie. The more I think about it, angry I get. Dumb movie. Bad. Shame on Star Trek. Shame. <laughs> Abrams, what are you doing? Well, maybe he's putting all his juju into the Star Wars. Let's hope. Because he didn't have any much to do with the last one. No. Oh, boy. In more Attack on Titan news, a new game called Attack on Titan Humanity in Chains is set to be released for the 3DS in Europe and North America in May as a download-only title on the 3DS eShop. Players will take on the role of a member of the Elite Scout Regiment. Your job is to help defend the city against those big bad giants smashing through the city walls. Reviews in Japan so far are positive. Ooh, 
Ooh, I like that. <laughs> I like a good game. I like one based on Tack on Titan. Oh, Attack on, th- on Titan. And a 3DS. Oh, I got a 3DS still. <laughs> In another game news, IDW is releasing a series of Orphan Black tabletop games. This is from their PR sheet. Up first will be a deductive card game scheduled to be in stores this summer. The games will feature characters from the hit show and further enrich the tension and unpredictability fans have experienced through the first two seasons. The first Orphan Black game will be a tense contest of deduction and deception for three to six players. In Orphan Black The Card Game, you are secretly assigned to one of three teams, the Prolethians, the Neolutionists, and the Bird Watchers. The goal of the game is to influence as many clones into joining your faction as possible, while also keeping your opponents guessing as to which of the three factions you're really working for. If you can keep other players in the dark while secretly exerting influence on your targets, you'll come out on top. The constant uneasiness of not knowing who to trust during the game will have players feeling like they are living in an episode of the TV show, and the strategic depth of play will excite even the most avid board gamers. Has anybody here watched... Orphan Black at all? No, like many years. I I, I still ha- I have friends that keep telling me I need to watch it. And is it I, on Netflix now? Yeah, uh, I don't it's, think it's on Netflix. It's on. It's a it's a it's uh, Amazon Prime exclusive. Yeah. So oh, is it Amazon Prime only? Um, it's on Prime, and then I guess the BBC America is supposed to start the new season. Um, I want to say in the next month or two, but they're also going to start replaying some of the past episodes. So, so, so if you have BBC America, you can. Try to catch up on it. We're all coming over to your place to watch it. To watch Orphan Black? Yeah, well, you've, you've got everything right. You've got Amazon Prime. You've I actually a, do have Amazon yeah, Prime right so. now, but uh, only a, my wife got a uh, trial. Oh, okay. And, uh, what did you do wrong? We didn't care for it. <laughs> uh, what has she it's... done wrong? Uh, no, we didn't care for it because it's, it's really very redundant as far as if you have Hulu and Netflix. The, when I went through it, there were maybe five, maybe five shows that I even had any passing interest in. I'm I not going to pay that just for Transparent sure. and Orphan Black. If so. you've already got a Kindle, it's great for that because you've got yeah, all the, work, the, but the stuff that goes along with that. But I mean, yeah. we're we're kind of unique here in Vegas. You know, it doesn't nece- it doesn't really take uh, you don't have the advantage of the uh, the two-day shipping as much because there's like three distribution centers right in our area there's one in north las vegas there's one just outside That's of phoenix gets here so and there's fast. and there's one just outside of la so even if you use the free super saver shipping you usually get it you know in the same amount of time you get, get week, for the yeah. for the uh, oh i i get stuff in like a day or two yeah most of the time sometimes me so, too. yeah never much longer than a week but i mean it, it's it's got some stuff in there Amazon, that netflix though. doesn't have but i, I will say you're they have, right it does have a lot of identical they have a lot of interesting documentaries that at least Netflix doesn't have, and a yeah. lot of very geek-centric, nerdy ones. That's where that Star Wars toy documentary was. I, That's I went true. through that. I went through and looked at those documentaries, and I own the ones that I wanted to see. Oh, really? Oh, really? Like the Dungeon Masters, like that one's a great one, and there's a couple others that I'm like, oh, I have that, I have that. and Yeah, the really hardcore good ones. I've grabbed several of those. Yeah. But if you don't have it and you already have Prime, it's a great way to dive in. Um I have Prime, but it was more for the shipping aspects and the Kindle aspects. This is just like, a, oh, okay, I'll take this too. Right. Yeah, especially if you've got like a Kindle Fire. Apparently, it's it's fantastic to have because you can, you know, you can watch any movie at any time on your your Kindle Fire, and you know, you got your book access. And I guess there's like um, a friend of mine at work has um, a version of it where he's got like unlimited books. Like he can 
he can download a book, read it, and then download another one right away without having to necessarily pay like per book. I, I don't yeah. know exactly how that works. Yeah, they, but, they have uh, that. They yeah, get like so same. many per month. But they also have a, just a subscription service or books now, too. Oh, okay. Where if you pay one price, you just basically get all the books I you want. bought Prime for my Kindle Fire. Oh, I geez. can watch movies all the time <laughs> until it expires. And I'll read, read, read on my Kindle Fire. On my Kindle Fire. Prime is a paid service. And Prime comes with some fees. But Prime lets you see movies and read lots of bookies. I bought Prime because I have a Kindle Fire. It lets me watch movies until it expires. And it won't expire because I'll rebuy the thing for my Kindle Fire. <laughs> I'll be a rebuyer for my Kindle Fire. I put the next uh, story in here as a... That, you can pay me for that, Amazon. There you go. <laughs> That's good. That's or I guess you can pay the uh, estate of Johnny Cash. Yeah. <laughs> I think Roseanne's taking the money now. This next story Roseanne? speaks. Roseanne! Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, no. I'm taking the money now. I'm a domestic goddess. Go ahead. <laughs> this next story I put in here because it speaks Nest very story? highly to a Nest story? Paul's digital download fears. I, I, don't know if Nest... I hate it. Here we go. And uh, so let this be a warning. Sony bought the assets and patents owned by subscription-based streaming service OnLive. In addition, OnLive announced that it would be going offline at the end of the month, but didn't fully explain what would happen to customers who purchased a variety of different services for OnLive and if there is any way that they could get refunds. It turns out that most customer purchases and other assets will disappear into the ether and there will be no refunds. GamesBeat filled in a lot of the blanks on what the soon-to-be former online customer, on live customers can expect to keep when the service shuts down on April 30th. The short answer? Little to nothing. <laughs> For starters, anyone who purchased games, hardware, or subscriptions will not get a refund, according to OnLive support. Customers will also lose access to PlayPass games, and all related save data will be gone. Data on CloudLift will still be available via Steam. If you purchased a PC-only Steam game for play on OnLive, no refund is available. And if you bought OnLive hardware, such as the OnLive Game System or the OnLive Universal Wireless Controller, after February 1st, 2015, you will not get a refund. But if you bought it before then, you can ask for one by emailing support at OnLive.com with the subject line, Hardware Refund. Finally... If you don't back up your data files that are stored on live files before April 30th, they will be lost. So on live survived, what, three years? Tops, I think. Yeah. Something like that, yeah. Well, they, they went bankrupt before and then reopened as a new service, as I, if I recall. I don't even remember at this point. Well, they, they basically they, they shut down operations and then reopened as a new company with the same name. How long did Dreamcast last? Two years Sounds strong. Right. Two years of support. And it kept on going for a while. Yeah, it was it's like, still going strong, though. I mean, like 2000, 2001-ish, yeah, right? They just had a game come out for it two months ago. 
Yeah, there I mean, are still people programming for it. Because that's the difference between you know, the cloud and I mean, mm. I still bust out Worms Armageddon every now and then. Right. And get, well, the difference yeah. is you've got a I've physical got a, right. piece of stuff that you can actually boot up and use. Yeah, I mean, well, and they, I love my 360, love it, but I still try my best. That's why I bought Resident Evil on disc because I could get it online. Sure. But I don't trust it. Even my hard drive. If that system ever goes down. If that system goes down, I should say when that system red rings <laughs> down the road and Xbox Live is no longer available for the 360, I will no longer be able to re-download and revalidate those titles and they will forever read as trials yep. on my system. So I will not have access to many of those games. I have hundreds of games on my, sure. on my hard drive sure, it's- and I, can, I could easily lose those. And that's bullshit. Yep. And Groundhog Day musical is heading to New York City in 2017. <laughs> <laughs> that was the sound of Andy's head hitting the mic. Variety reports that the creators of Matilda, another film to stage adaptation, are turning their attention to the 1993 Bill Murray classic and teaming with the film's co-writer Danny Rubin to bring the story to theater fans. You know, Tim Wait. Minchin did Matilda. Did he? So if they get him on board for this, there's good. That's there's, I like this news. I could support it if all of the songs were lyrics set to the uh, uh, music of I've Got You, Babe. Well, some uh, they'll have to put that song in there. No, this whole thing is just, just looping. Just I got over you, and over. Babe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's success. That'll be a successful musical. All the, way. <laughs> uh, the official premiere date will be March 9th, 2017. Previews begin January 23rd. 2017. And that's the cool. news. That's cool. the news. That's what we got. What do you got? Write to us comments at uglycouchshow.com. And until next week, I am Master Torgo. I'm the famous Paul. 80s Jeff. Fact check Dandy. Flip floppy Matt. And we'll talk to you next week in Geek. Exciting wow. going forward. Yes. Yeah. Online. Groundhog Day was 1993. I thought it was previous to that. 93. Yeah. Hmm. Really? Like late 80s. 93 that came out? Yeah. Pretty no. Sh- pretty sure. Yeah. I was in college when no it came out. Way. Yeah. No way. No, 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 no. Was I? Uh, I was still in high school. Well, go, I went into college in 93. Second. And he was like, I was already 20 years into my When did career. it come out? <laughs> I was married. Uh, in 93. Like what? Like what, what month? Time? Yeah. Uh, that I don't know. Well, let's see. Yeah. I goes, don't. Going deep. Not, I think I saw it in the theater. I'm pretty sure I did. And I can certainly remember watching that at home. Not in college. I got seen that before I got to college. Okay. I don't know. Mm. These are the puzzles. February 12th, 1993. There we go. Okay, so it was in February. So I saw that Directed by Harold Ramis. Right as high school was ending, right before I started college in 93. We should have realized February. That was dumb of us. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you are right, Andy. What day was that? Right. When month? did Groundhog Day come out? When did Groundhog Day movie? Oh. Boy, we are, man, we yeah. top ourselves. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fucking shit. Then I pull up my pants, wash my hands, wash my hands, and do a pop.